You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. And Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads. Yeah. Wieners. Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death. Family. (laughs) Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship or a friendship. You always say, you always cue me. Yeah. You do. You give me the cue. You give me that nice finger. The good fingering, Chris. Well, you know what's funny is normally normally I flip you off at the one count. Or no, it's when true. you're supposed yeah. to record. Yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah, yeah I'm like, two little, and one. Fuck you. Little flip yeah. of the finger. Yeah. Let's go, bitch. Yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about tonight? Regret. And we're recording late. I actually fell asleep on my couch. And my wife's like, you have to wake up. You have to go to Chris's and record. That was and sweet of her. And I was like, you're right. I do. So, I crammed. I just crushed a monster and uh, put on a clean shirt and drove over to your house. You seriously crushed a monster before yeah, I you did. came over? Fuck it. You need to be awake for this. Dude, itch. you're crazy. Yeah, well, you're crazy. Yeah. I had I had two monsters today. Mm. Um, I, I so I will do like two to three energy drinks every day, and my sleep schedule is so fucked up. My wife is looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Right now, but yeah. So every day I'm doing like two to three. I can't sleep regularly, so I'm getting like four yeah. hours of sleep every night, mm. and it's taking its toll. And I'm like, "Oh man, I need to fucking stop." Hmm. And now, see, that's one thing that I will say that during COVID, I have slept too much probably i mean i'll go to bed at 10 o'clock and i won't get out of bed until 9 or 9 30 the next morning well i'm still working a regular job right so okay you got me there my shit's fucked up um it's like no okay so you go to bed at two or three and you wake up at seven and start your day and i've been an idiot and pressing the snooze button on top of that so i'm like even more exhausted Mm. by the time i'm done hitting snooze yeah so I, you're just like fucking oh, zombified trying to get going. Yeah, and I have a I have a call scheduled with a retailer tomorrow to talk about you know convention season being canceled and sort of sales during this this COVID time, and it's at nine thirty, and I was like, <laughs> I just have to get up and make sure that you know I'm I'm you know I'm prepared. I'm I'm lucky. Tomorrow I get to go to work late. It's yeah. my late in, and I'm still going in two hours before i need to show up but i'm like oh god i can't wait to fucking sleep in a little bit yeah cannot wait and i know tonight i'm gonna be up late because we bought furniture that i have to put together uh she's starting it right now but i know she's gonna get about uh, an eighth of the way through and i'll get to come in and save the day (laughs) she's all pissy so (laughs) Um, well, what's what's really funny is she has that shit-eating grin of guilt, like she knows that you're right, well, no. and that this has happened a so, number of times before, and she's just laughing about it. What's funny? Okay, so <laughs> when when the kids uh, at, at Christmas we got the kids a new bedroom set, um, so they had a bunk bed and all this, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna. There was one night I was like, tonight I'm dedicating myself to this. So I was up till fucking 3:30 a.m. getting everything set up in their room. She helped me put together the shelf, and I think she started working on the bunk bed with me. If she didn't start, uh, like she didn't do a whole lot on the bunk bed part. She helped me a lot with the shelf. So we got the shelf put together, got the room straightened up enough to where I could 
begin that undertaking. And I was drinking beer that night because this was fucking months ago. So I was still drinking. Um, so I get a beer going and I'm like, all right. And then like three or four beers later, I'm still not done. It's fucking 3 a.m. And I'm like, I've only got like six screws left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I get the bed the rest of the way together, and I was like, fuck yeah, I should go wake the kids up and make them sleep there. I didn't. I just made the beds, and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. So I went and fell asleep, and I don't know if I had work the next day. I don't think I did, but I, I was gone. I was like, <laughs> next day, didn't wake up till like 11 o'clock. Mm. I needed that. Nice. I felt like I was in high school again. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We were uh, we started out talking about monsters, and you had some exciting project with your new drapes today. Mm-hmm. We were going to talk about uh, regrets, and I I feel like that I'm a I'm a proper Kyle now. I mean, I with all the with all the monsters that I drink and the and, holes in the wall and the holes in the walls. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a I have a drywall crushing addiction. <laughs> you know what's great is you denied it and you were like, no, there's something there. The hole doesn't exist. <laughs> well, because so I had rearranged my gaming room. Yeah. And guys came over last week to record the first episode of an actual play that we're doing for a game called Band of Blades. Anyway, um, one of our friends started, my friend Mike started making fun of me for, you know, basically being a Hoosier who loses his temper and punches holes in the drywall. And I was like, fuck you, prove it, because I had moved an enormous bookshelf in front of that side of the wall during the rearranging. So the proof is, uh, it's difficult to get to. It's in the pudding. It is difficult to get to the proof at this point. No, it's funny though. So your gaming room is totally badass eh, by the way it's okay i mean so i this was my first time going to mike's house it's because i don't have children and he gives me the tour yeah. and he's like okay so this is my basement this is like our little sitting room this is uh this is the game room this is the toilet um we go upstairs and he's like this is my living room my kitchen you've got a super cute kitchen by the way uh it's quaint it's quaint it it's cute so and then he walks, we go down the hallway. He's like, this is my room. And here is the reading room. And I'm like, how fucking pompous of you. <laughs> okay. So, so, for, so my wife and I don't have kids. And our house has a meager master bedroom that does not have a bathroom or a walk-in closet or any bullshit like that. Because we're not wealthy. Um, but there is a bedroom upstairs that used to be a guest room. But so let me take a step back. My wife hates children, right? And the only thing that my wife dislikes more than children is having guests. And the only thing that my wife dislikes more than having guests is my mother. So she decided one day that our guest room was just... It's it was be, too welcoming. It's it's going to be a reading room now. <laughs> we are not going to have a guest bed, and we are not going to have a place for guests to stay. That's just the way it's going to be. You have a a large <laughs> sectional couch that is quite adequate for when Tara gets sick of my shit and I need somewhere to I, sleep. I and that and that is a fight <laughs> that Member and I will have when Tara gets sick of your shit. But I might be living at Daniel's. 
So okay, so I guess we're having a slumber party yeah, at Daniel's so, house. So then, there actually technically there are two bedrooms downstairs because there are two legitimate points of egress. But one of them is basically a junk room that we use as a gym junk room, and the other one is a you know relatively equal size or equivalent size to the master bedroom. I just use it as my game room. On oh, the game room is sick. It's just games. It's just board games and role so, playing games. Okay. Stuff. I, I on live bookshelves. I live in a very boring world where people don't have fucking game rooms. Um, they might have a fucking theater room. But oh. the theater rooms are meh, it's <clears throat> just another TV room. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. So you know our but you know Daniel Wolf. Yeah. So Daniel just got a new house and he and his wife Stephanie moved in. I was over there on Monday for his birthday. And we watched the new Invisible Man on his home theater. Now it's like 150. In, I mean, it's an enormous projector screen, mm -hmm. right? And he's got this whole sound system set up. It is like going into a movie theater. It's got the big plush chairs that mm -hmm. recline. And every, I mean, it's amazing. Better chairs than you have in the theater now because they have a lot more little... Uh, Gadgets and gizmos yeah, on them. Yeah. Not accoutrement, but they have a lot more features in terms of adjusting mm -hmm. your chair back and what have you. And it was an amazing experience. It was like being in the theater, but it was cool. So... We uh, when we move, we've talked for years about getting a theater room. Yeah, and I started looking at uh, at projectors and mm -hmm. screens and stuff like that. Now, knowing full good and well that a projector was probably going to cost me about five hundred bucks, mm. well, I was wrong. Okay, it's <laughs> going to cost me about seven hundred dollars. And then I'm like, oh, the screens have to be cheap. It's just like a piece of canvas or something. Right. Again, I'm wrong. So <laughs> the upper echelon of screens cost three hundred dollars, three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. But the screen that everybody recommends costs a hundred and one dollars. And I'm like, what? Why does everybody recommend this one? They're like, it's really the same thing. And with the price point, you just can't argue with it. So I'm like, done. I'll right. fucking buy that. But I'm so stoked. And uh, I bought a sound bar finally. I caved and did that uh, about oh, yeah? a week and a half ago. Um, and I bought one that came with a subwoofer. And the first thing that I fired up on it, I talked about this on Entertain the Geeky, was uh, fucking Stranger Things. And it's the scene where Hopper is going through that hospital hell building or whatever and there's all these thundering sounds in the mm -hmm. background and shit holy cow like i forgot how fucking cool surround sound was yeah until i heard oh. that so now anytime we turn the tv on i hear that thunder rumbling or the bass notes coming from behind me and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome um my wife is like hey what the fuck did we need that for? And I'm like, well, we we haven't been to a theater in a while, and that's something that we like to do. Yeah. But every theater outing is a minimum of sixty bucks, right. and that's fucking being super generous. We right. might spend sixty on tickets, and then you spend another forty on snacks. So we're a hundred dollars every time we go to the movies. Right. I'm like, I love this movie on demand thing. Right. Like well, we we yeah, have... and and then the movie shits in your eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it just it just shits right in your face. So I'm like, dude. We don't have to be around anybody. We can do it in our living room now. And it's fucking my TV quality is better than the fucking bullshit that they have there. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that they have on me is I can buy snacks there. But if I'm smart, I'll just go spend twenty dollars on fucking five pound right. bags of candy. I'm a middle aged white dude. It is absolutely perfectly normal for me to wear cargo shorts. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. So we any. OK. <laughs> We're. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be talking about regrets, but um, anytime, oh, I have a few. Anytime Tara 
gets gets a hey! per- gets a hold, bag. Hold, what's wrong with cargo shorts? Okay. So anytime because I I know they're passe. You're not. I know they're a faux pas now. You're not supposed to wear them. And people could fuck off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I wear fucking man priests. I mean, come on. All right. I'm sorry. I interrupted but you. Anywho. So. Uh, okay. We, well, fuck. Totally lost my train of thought. You wear man Oh, yeah. Priest. Yeah. No, no, no. Movie theater bags. So mm. what is a movie theater bag? They're brilliant. Okay. Women get these large fucking purses. Tara typically doesn't like a large purse, but um, because it's cumbersome, you don't want to carry that around every day. But. If it's time to go to the movie theaters, she does have a few large purses just so we can smuggle in candy and shit. <laughs> you can bring in, so you can bring in the Jimmy John's. Whatever. And cans of Coke. Whatever. And... So <laughs> That's we awesome. absolutely fucking do that. And then we just buy popcorn there. So we spend $12 on their overpriced popcorn. Right. And... That's that. You spent twelve dollars on thirty cents of popcorn. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, no. So I I've been making our own popcorn for a while. Like we didn't have a microwave for years, so I was making stovetop popcorn, and it. We finally caved and bought a microwave because yeah. of this COVID shit. And I'm like, the kids need to be able to warm something up if you know they're eating leftovers or a, a can of soup or whatever. So I caved and bought a microwave, and I was like, she's like, oh, get me some microwave popcorn. And I'm like, microwave popcorn fucking sucks. Like, I know it's not bad. It's just, it's not as good. So I got her this like little popcorn popper mm-hmm. device that you put in the microwave right. with regular popcorn. Oh, and, whatever, cool. and it's fucking wonderful. So we use that. All right. So here's how dorky I am. I I will, uh, especially with my newfound passion for, and I know it's annoying for people because potheads get annoying about talking about weed all the time. But with my newfound love of marijuana, I, I do eat a lot more popcorn. Um, and and uh, I will... Uh, what was that, Tara? She what said, was that? Because huh. <laughs> you eat a lot of popcorn. popcorn. Yeah. But uh, but I'll, I'll literally... I'll get the fucking wok out, right? And I'll put a little vegetable oil in the wok. And I'll get it rocket, rocket fucking hot. And then dump the seeds in. Mm-hmm. Dump the kernels in. And then we've got this domed uh, mesh thing that you put over a pan to make sure that, like, if you're cooking bacon or something it, yeah. greasy that's, you know, splashes. So I'll cover the wok with that. So I've got this sort of uh, domed thing. Yeah. It's kind of clamshell thing. And so there's popcorn yep. can just grow. And then I can shake it and do whatever I need to do. That's and badass. And melt some butter and salt and I'm done. So I buy the movie theater butter stuff because it's not real butter that they put on it it's an right. oil so i i buy that shit and i oil up her popcorn the one thing that i've not caved and bought is movie theater style salt because it's finer than table salt oh now that's that's an important distinction then because table salt is what i do but obviously there's a lot of you know grains and yeah, gunk yeah. at the bottom of the so bowl i, I think yeah. soon i'm gonna buy some of that movie this is riveting salt. podcast it's fucking ridiculous really? i'm gonna buy podcasting and buy some salt next i'll tell you guys what i did to my yard <laughs> about the about all the yard work i did okay. over the weekend so, so um, no i did i did so much yard work and so many projects around the house you want me to tell you about <laughs> so here here we go um what we'll we'll do we'll start this off with your single largest regret oh wow and if you want a moment to think about that i can tell you mine oh. off the top of my head uh okay okay so while tara and i were split up i hooked up with some girl that i worked with at the time and i fucking i basically immediately told tara right um so I'm, I fucking tell her and she's like, what the fuck asshole? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it happened. And she's like, 
why would you even do that? And I was like, um, I guess feeling rejected. It was like an insecurity thing. Um, I don't have a good answer for that. And I'm not particularly proud of it, but that's what I did. So that thing has been like, it's, that's been a weight on the relationship in a lot sure. of ways. Well, let's, let's unpack this. Shoot. You, uh, you were, you were brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. You were, you were, you were, you were hurt. You were lonely. You were sad. You needed a little boost for your confidence. Uh, or, or you're a scumbag who just wanted to get his dick wet. I was still getting my dick wet at that point. Ah, so her and I would kind ah, of randomly hook up when she would be feeling pissed off. Now, doesn't that make it or worse? Or less pissed off. Um, it, it Basically, every time. If you weren't still hooking up, doesn't, wouldn't it be better? It wasn't all the time that we were hooking ah, up. Oh, I gotcha. It was, it was, it, so we were only split up for two or three months. Hmm. Um, but that's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah, when you're when your guts are churning like that and you can't sleep and oh, dude, I was crying all the time. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're you know, tears broken your heart and we're all scraping you off of the concrete trying to keep you sane. Yeah. Oh, everybody was. I, I remember. I had. A, I was there. I had a buddy tell me he's like, you were drinking all the time. Yeah, and I was like, I wasn't drinking any more than normal. Yeah, but I was getting drunk more. Uh, well, no, that's, yeah, that's an important distinction. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, it, I'm not drinking anymore. It's just the amounts that I'm drinking are right. greater. Um, yeah. so, and I was basically, I'd have friends come over, I'd go out with friends and I'd be fucking getting shitty all the time. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. Hmm. Remember when I had the, uh, alcohol conversation recently and, uh, I think that, you know, once I, once next month, once I, once I hit the six month mark, mm-hmm. once I've gone six months and I, six months and I have not had a drink, I think that what I'm going to do is try to then just do alcohol as a special occasion thing. Like, mm. you know, I'm at a party, I'll have a beer or two, you know, but not having it regularly in the house, I think it's going to be an important step for me. But I also think that I need to cut back on, you know, one of my other vices, my other big vice. Which is the weeds. Yeah, well, just, you know, I'm, and I'm not even concerned about, I'm concerned about short-term memory loss and uh, just just smoking in general, you know, and, and how that affects the lungs are really the the concerns of mine. But you know, if I can one step at a time, you know, I'm I have a very addictive personality, and as my wife pointed out, I I need something right. I have to have vice right. When when I quit smoking is when I really started drinking a lot. Not Interesting. Lot, okay, but it, but it grew, and then when I stopped drinking, is really when I was like, ah, oh, this marijuana thing's pretty great, and now it's a now I'm a professional. Well, as you've said on the show, <laughs> you're all about escapism. I am. I so am. It's that, the best. That's, that's your escape for a moment. Right. But now the problem is, is that and I and I did not have this issue with alcohol. I mean, I I would develop an alcohol tolerance, but not. To the point where whatever I was like, I need to take a break from drinking because I can't get drunk anymore. Marijuana is a different thing altogether. Well, alcohol doesn't actually work like you can't get drunk anymore. Mm. You're pickled. Oh, um, sure. So, yeah, like actual alcoholics are fucking pickled. So they can actually pick up the next day and get drunk faster than they would if they took hmm. a week off. No. Uh, I, my dad was, I mean, my dad is an alcoholic, but... Um, he 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 said something very very insightful to me one time. He wasn't drinking at the time, and I was really hungover one day. And he's like, "You look fucking miserable." And I was like, "I am fucking miserable right now. This sucks." And he's like, "Well, he's like, I'm gonna share something with you that I think you should know." And I was like, "What's that?" He goes, 
you oftentimes hear the term you're stepping outside of yourself when you're drunk or high or whatever. He's like, what do you think happens? And he's like, something else fills that space. He's like, it's that inhibited version or uninhibited version of you. And it's, uh, he's like, it's not fucking good. He's like, you have this basically awful spirit filling you. And that's the thing that's kind of fueling you at that point in time. While it might be fun or whatever, he's like, there's something occupying that escaped space that can be absolutely terrifying. He's like, so you could go fucking cheat on your girl. He's like, you could fucking get in a bar fight and stab somebody. He, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. He's like, but that that is scary. He's like, and that's something that you should probably try to avoid. So, I mean, I... I... Sorry, you have to edit that. I'm trying to be... I'm trying, trying to be conscientious. But... <laughs> Tara's laughing at me. Um... Now I lost my train of thought. God damn it, Chris. It's that marijuana. It's that marijuana. That marijuana. Well, I will I will say this, and it's an interesting it's an interesting idea, especially if you look at it from a you know spiritual perspective sure, of yeah. religious people and reasons why a lot of religions prohibit, you know, intoxicants, that sort of thing. But for me it's interesting. Like I I am not prepared to discuss my biggest regret. Oh. Yeah. I'm just not. Fair enough. You know, I'm just not, and I'm sorry to be an asshole. And it's not an asshole. You. I'm not. I'm just not willing to share that with strangers. Fair enough. So yeah. What? I mean, even even for this show, which I know that's an important thing for us to talk about stuff, but there's plenty of shit that I've done. Like how I how I ended up. Uh, I mean, and this is going to make me sound terrible. I manipulated my first serious girlfriend into breaking up with me so that I could date my now wife. It, it did. It worked out okay for it, you. It did work out, but it was still a shitty thing for me to not be man enough to explain to this poor young girl whose heart that I broke, you know, whose virginity I took, who took my virginity and, you know, basically throw her to the curb for the new shiny. That's a pretty shitty thing to do. And I handled it very poorly. Now, granted, I was 17 years old and terribly immature, but that doesn't. It doesn't excuse the fact that I should have handled that situation differently. Well, I guess that brings up the whole thing of admission. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time we're not willing to admit a shortcoming or what have you. Um, I had a buddy come over recently and we were, I was giving him all kinds of hell because he's, he's on the, he's been single for about a year or two now. Is this Cody? No, different uh, buddy. Um, I'm not going to name him. Okay. Uh, so he's recently single. He starts banging some of the girls that he works with. And, uh, yeah, brilliant, right? Um, starts banging some of the girls that he works with, and it creates some complications in the workplace because <sighs> rumors start to go around. Of course, and that's, that's, I mean, shocking. I know, right? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. And uh, he, he mentioned at one point in our conversation, he's like, you know, he's like, one of the girls who I had just hooked up with, um, she's got a big butt, and a bunch of the guys at work, We'll make comments. And one guy, she, she was supposed to get him a Snickers. She owed him a Snickers. And he's like, oh, I'll give you a Snickers. Um, <laughs> he's like, I would tear that ass up. And he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, chuckling to myself. He's like, but I can't say anything. Right. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. Like, why why would you want to be in a... So Tara and I start having a conversation about that. And she's like, why are you pretending to be better than everybody else? And I was like, I'm not trying to pretend to be better than everybody else. But like, you don't want to shit where you eat. I'm like, you don't, it, there's that whole pen or that whole expression. Don't dip your pen in company ink. Right. Um, and it's because it complicates that 
part of your life in a great way. And when you're spending eight to 12 hours or whatever your job requires with these people, that can be fucked up. You know how my, my wife is a person who she is, she is a food separatist, right? She segregates the food on her plate. So the peas can't touch the corn, can't touch the whatever, and things have to get eaten in a specific order, right? Okay. And I know people that like to keep their plate nice and orderly. That's how I am with my relationships. I have, uh, not that I'm different people, but different relationships bring different, you know, you bring different qualities in, uh, how do I rephrase that? Different relationships with different people bring you different benefits, right? And and oftentimes, like Costanza, I don't want my worlds to collide and I want to keep my world separate. And I certainly want to keep my romantic world and my professional world separate because, frankly, sometimes I just want to break from my romantic world. And I just, my professional world is the easiest place to escape that. So compartmentalization. Yeah. It's big for you there. I require that. So much so that, I mean, you know, sometimes when I have friends that meet other friends that I have, I'm uncomfortable because they might be, if there's something about this new friend that you meet that you don't like, what is it about me that's attracted to that person that you don't like, right? Like, I just don't want to be judged. That's why I've decided to start a career (laughs) in the internet. (laughs) The fucking judgiest place in the world. I just don't, I just don't want to i don't want to be judged i don't want my smart friends to think my dumb friends are dumb and i don't want my dumb friends to think my smart friends are pretentious and you know i just that's so funny for me i don't give a shit like maybe i'm so mean there because i'm like if i like this person they're good yeah and if I like that person, well, no, you just, they're good too, and you, they can be by each you other. You just have a strength of conviction that I am, I am, I am too cowardly to I, embrace. I, I don't think it's a strength of conviction. I'm just, I don't give a shit. You, you, you like what you like, and you like who you like, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. I, you don't have to explain you know, anything you know to anybody. You know what it is? All right. So my wife and I were talking the other night and she got very, very upset with me. Right. And this is why she hates my mother. Um, and I guess this is what I if, if if I if I have any regret and this is going to sound like a cop out, but I I regret the pain that my childhood causes my wife. Oh, that is such a fucking cop out. <laughs> That's like when you do a job interview, like, well, if I've got one flaw, it's that I just care too much about this job. I just work too (laughs) What a fucking loser I am. So, but. (laughs) Well, that's a bullshit question, too. Why would you ask that in a job interview? It's it's true. It's the worst, man. I fucking. I I know why they ask it. The whole point is to put the person on the spot and Mm. see how they can spin something. Yeah. But when you give the stereotypical answer, guess what you do? Yeah. You fucking blend into the crowd. Yeah, you're uninteresting. Yeah, and you're no longer valid to that potential employer. What's your biggest biggest flaw, Mike? Well, my biggest flaw is that I'll give a fuck to a point, and that point is where you pay me. Right. And when this is no longer worth what you're paying me, I've run out of fucks to give. That seems fair. But up until that point, yeah. you'll get all of me. Yeah. yeah. The, well, I mean, I didn't. So I guess the, oh my God, this is so tangential. Um, I had a job interview when I interviewed for Medical West. I didn't think I was going to get the job because I went into that interview like I didn't give a fuck. 
And they loved it. And they called me the next day and were like, or they, so they called me that, uh, they called me that afternoon to offer me, uh, to offer me basically, you know, do you want to, you know, do you want to come back for whatever second interview, blah, blah, blah. And then I got hired the next day. So the last car interview that I did for the place that I'm at, Mm -hmm. I used profanity in my interview. Kick ass. Um, and I was like, you know what, man? In the workplace, I'm going to say fuck probably 12 times a day in front of you, boss. And then probably another 40 to 50 while I'm going about my business. Or I'm going to say shit or damn or whatever. So we're talking and I'm like, I just think it's fucking stupid. And he's like, oh, I was like, yeah. He's like, why'd you leave this place? And I was like, because they're fucking stealing. And he's like, oh, no, that makes sense. (laughs) And I... My buddy called me when I was done. He's like, dude, he said you did a really good job in there. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I thought I fucking botched that one. Yeah. But half of me, I didn't think I wanted to get back into the car business. So I was like, mm, if this doesn't work out, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then I get in there and I'm like, oh, this place is actually a good place to work. Nice. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. And, you know, we're fucking six, seven months into it now. And I'm like, this is a, this is a good gig. This is a good gig. They pay me. I do my job. Everybody fucking leaves me alone. That's the best part. Mm. When you go to work and you're fucking left alone to do what you're there to do, greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And mm. anytime I'm not being left alone, that's when I get fucking agitated. I'm like, this isn't worth it anymore. Right. It's bizarre. Um, but I guess that's like the whole entrepreneurial aspect of my personality mm. because I'm like, mm, I don't have to fucking answer to you. Mm. But I might. I might. You might be my boss and I'm just fucking being obnoxious. <laughs> so... There's that. You know, I, um, I mean, out of, out of life, you know, besides, besides the, the, the sort of the, the chief regret that, that I won't address, I, I mean, everything comes down to my behavior being boorish or poor or, uh, selfish, really. At work? Just in general, just in life. What 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 makes you think you're selfish? Well, I mean, I I certainly feel selfish. I definitely feel oh sorry, Dart. Um, I definitely feel like a self interested, um, you know, self prioritizing person. That's America. Well, this is just that okay. So let's let's set aside let's set aside that that it's a the common society, thing. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean it's okay? So no. so. Whose best interest is anybody ever going to have at heart? Their own. Um, everything that you do is going to be f- to further your cause ultimately. And if it's not, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Now, your cause may be putting your family in a better position or getting accolades at work or what have you. But the fact of the matter is it's always going to your priority is always going to be to further yourself or at least it should. So um, then what I should do is put in the work and recognize that the effort that I put into relationships ultimately benefits me. So it's worth my while. Ooh. But you put effort into certain relationships. I do, but why do I always feel like such a schlub then? So I, I don't have the answer for that. May, maybe it's because you feel like you could be doing more. But here, when when I came over to your house, you were a very gracious host. Um, the one thing that you said, you were like, I'm not making my wife cook dinner. Okay. Yeah. She's well, not I, cooking I should, for I everybody. Did, I, I didn't say making my wife because I can't make my wife do anything. Um, you know, but I could. I couldn't even. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask her. Yeah, to I'm not gonna ask her. Yeah, because you're off. Um, but you did 
offer snacks and stuff like that. And then you offered weed to anybody that might want that. Like, you were a pretty gracious host. And we then didn't have weed. Everybody else there was like, oh, I brought some snacks. Somebody yeah. wants some snacks, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, just, fine. that's just proper gaming etiquette, though. I mean, everybody there is also friends. Yeah. So that kind sort of. of. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, as much as one can be friends with Goad. I don't know him yeah. other than seeing him in the shop a few yeah. times. So, like, I don't give a shit. He can, yeah. you know, whatever. But the other two guys, I love those other two yeah. dudes. Hey, I love hey, you. So I'm like, whatever, man. I'll You're have a good old time. Yeah. And I got yelled at that night because I, I fucking, I put my phone on silent <laughs> while we were recording. Right. Um, texted Tara because memory had come into the room and she was like, hey, uh, what's up? And you were like, oh, we're wrapping up. So at that point, I texted Tara. I was like, oh, we're wrapping up. And then I was there for like another hour and a half. Oh, yeah, because we hung out. And I, I right. stuck my phone in my pocket <laughs> and she had texted me and called me. And she's like, I, I walk in the door and she goes, where the fuck were you? Yeah. And I was like, I was at Mike's house. She's like, I don't trust you. Let me see your phone. And I'm like, OK. Oh, no. Yeah, no totally. You got the you got oh, the I, phone. check. I totally Hardcore. got the phone check. And I was like, I was like, whatever. So I'm like, do you want me to explain the evening? And she's like, no, I don't even trust you to explain it. Yeah. I was like, I'll send you the recording, Tara. I'll do it. The whole raw thing. Yeah, the whole raw thing. I mean, it's boring as fuck. Minus the, uh, minus the half hour that it took us to go to Jason's to get the yeah. mixer. Right. With the exception of when Chris's, when the character Chris's, Chris is playing at the time, fires what is effectively an alchemical arrow into a Chinese style rocket, like an eight, like a 1300s era rocket. And it blew up, killing a bunch of fucking people, including chris's character i told her about that i was yeah. like it was fucking awesome yeah um, and she's like she didn't care she's like fucking whatever <laughs> but and i was like well jason said he would have cried if he would have known that character better force field yeah and oh no jason jason god verse so all over i apologize to the audience um I, so Jason actually in our in the previous D and D game that I ran, yeah, his character he got teary eyed a couple of times. He invests in them though, yeah, and that makes he, him a fun person to role play. Yeah, with. he really does care about the story. He's a passionate guy. He right? is. He and it's super. Yeah, and you know, as much as we had issues with him, you know, in our previous our previous game, um, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad I invited him to to play in this one because oh, I think too. that he'll I think that he'll enjoy it and I think that he'll bring a levity to the game. Oh, for know? sure, yeah. Not like slapsticky because fuck, I hate that. If it's not the Three Stooges, it needs to stop. Whew. Um. Okay. So, what's another regret then that you're actually willing to share? Give us something juicy. Uh. Well, I mean, I I I'm a glutton of. I mean, I I I I am. I am a stranger to moderation, right? I always have been. I eat too much. I eat too fast. I drink too much. I smoke too much. I just, I, I, I have had my entire life, a tremendous absence of discipline hmm. and that I regret very, very much. Now I'm getting better. I mean, the fact that it, it's, I mean, it's not an accomplishment to, uh, of any proportion comparatively, but the fact that I've, you know, not had a drink for five and a half months. Um, that's a big deal for me considering that, you know, I was drinking every day for 20 years. That's, that's a, that's a big deal. You know, I'm doing yoga, trying to do yoga every day. I've lost 20 odd pounds. I mean, I'm, you know, but, but yeah, I've, I've never been a disciplined person. I've, I've never been a, 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 a planning person. I've just always coasted from one day to the next, you know? No, I, I, I do that too. I think a lot of people do. You just try to get to the next 
instant. Yeah. Um, and that's that's damning. Uh, because you're like, I'm just trying to get to this next moment or get through this day. And like getting through the day, I hate when people wish a day a day, a day away. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. I just want this week to be over. I'm like, dude, that's fucked. Right. Um, because the, your, your fucking time is finite. Like this is very, very short. So not wanting to do it is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, anytime yeah, somebody's you know, like, I just wish today'd be over. I'm like, fuck you know, that. You know what though? I think that, and again, let me, let me hit you with another low hanging fruit. I regret the time I've wasted. I think that's fair though. I regret the money I've wasted. Oh dude, for sure. Yeah, I have squandered so much money and time in my life. It's, it's embarrassing. Well, dude. So last year, um, I made the most money I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, by this year, I had nothing to show for it but some shit that I had bought. And I'm like, that's fucked up. So now um, we basically started from zero again. And I'm saving money again. And uh, vacation was recently brought up. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom was like, hey, we're going to go here. There's a unit right next to us that's available. Um and this was me like finding some semblance of discipline, I guess. But my mom was like, you know, you guys should get it. You got to act fast because I don't want it to fill up. And I was like, man, I'm not pulling money out of savings right now. And I can't justify spending what I have in my checking just to get there. So I'm not going to do that. It was like $1,300. And I'm like, so we're just going to have to wait and see if it's available when I get my next big paycheck. Um, Cause I don't want to fucking do it. And I kind of bummed hair out when I said that, but I'm like, the money that we have set aside is for the future. Like that's my bartering with the future. And I can't fucking see past that. And I refuse to see past that. Like seeing past that is what's put us in the position that we're in to where we have nothing to show for the most money that we've ever brought in in a year. Like we, we did well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we didn't have anything left from that, I'm like, that's fucking retarded. Uh, that's absolutely ridiculous, and it's because I kept spending money like I was making it like crazy, even when I wasn't, and that was dumb. So yeah. uh, we're fucking, we're not at square one anymore, and I'm like, yeah, we're not going to be back at square one. Fuck that. Well, and something about the about the pandemic, it's made it's made me much more disciplined about my spending habits because I don't I don't budget for toy soldiers and role play game books and stuff like that. I mean, I went to miniature market uh, the day that they opened, the Monday the eighteenth. And uh, this was what last week. Yeah. Yeah. And dicked around for a few minutes, talked to a few people and they were super busy and I bought some stuff. But, you know, it's not like it's not like I I used to. I'm not spending money going out to eat or on booze like I used to. So, you know, certainly become much more disciplined about spending money. And I'm curious to see long term how this habit is going to be like for people. People have gotten used to not going to theaters. People have gotten used to. So, I mean, I know I know that the world is not going to end and things are going to get back to some semblance of normal. But how many people are just going to, you know what, I don't need to go out. I can shop on the Internet. I can buy movies and watch them in my house. Um, I can, you know, if I want exercise, I can go to the park or I can go to the, go to the gym, but I don't need to go out and do all these other entertainment things. No, I think you're totally right. Right. I think that's a real thing. Right. Sorry. No, you're fine. Former former beer fridge was hanging open and I didn't know why. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't... This is our modern day equivalent, and it's much shorter and much less intense, but it's the our modern day equivalent of the Great Depression. Like, so, that's, that's the only thing that I can really think to liken it to. So, my wife and I were talking about this today. I... And, and, and she said something, and I, you know what, I, I shouldn't say it, because I was afraid, I told her, I said, you know, I agree with you, but I wouldn't say that in public. Just oh. about, obviously, we had to flatten the curve. Ob, I, I, you know what, I, I don't know, I'm ignorant on the subject. All I can tell you is that, personally, it has not yet felt serious to me. Okay. I I don't know why. And I mean, you know, I will, if you want me to wear a mask to come into your business, I'll absolutely wear a mask and, you know, whatever and wait in line and I'll do everything. I just, nothing has, I, I mean, bodies are not stacking in the street like cord wood. Now, a lot of that I'm sure has to do with the fact that, you know, we responded and what have you, but I just, I, I mean... The, the the stats, comparing it to other things, comparing it to other problems that people have suffered, to other tragedies that people have been through, it just does not feel like this impactful thing that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. I mean, I think we will because it's things have been shut down, quote unquote, right. for almost two months. Um, it's fucking bizarre. It's surreal. Uh, I want things to go back to more normal, but they're talking about they're like there's a lot of people that think it's going to be like this for six months, right? Or um, until or for a year, yeah, yeah just for, very yeah. very restricted. And I'm like, what are we accomplishing there? Right. Because at some point you have to say, okay, we need to be human again, and we have to be around each other. We have to go out. Like a bunch of people got shot here in St. Louis over Memorial Day. Why? Is it because we're fucking stir crazy and we don't know how to act around each other anymore? And is that you're, we as a species are not designed to be in isolation the way that we have been. Right. Um, biologically, we're not meant to do it. We're not fit to do it. And I think that shows now that things are starting to open back up. People don't know how to fucking act. Yeah, I mean, the, what happened in the uh, Missouri's in the, Lake of the Ozarks yeah. became international news. It, it, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because people were just shoulder to shoulder for Memorial Day weekend. Well, shoulder to some... shoulder, and they're like, everybody needs to quarantine when you're going home. A yeah. bunch of people there got shot. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I mean, people don't know how to fucking act. Look, you've not been around people for two months. You get around them. You're all fucking hammered and shit. What right. do you think is going to happen? You got that fucking liquid courage in you, and you've got a gun in your holster. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah, well, don't drink and don't drink and carry. That's You probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably definitely shouldn't. I mean, I'm all about, you know, having your, having your guns or whatever. But, yeah, I don't think you should fucking – you probably shouldn't have it on you all the time. Like, we're not the Wild West. I say it jokingly all the time to friends and stuff. I'm like, it's the fucking Wild West around here. Yeah. But you don't fucking want that. Nobody fucking wants that. You want to have a duel in the street? Go ahead, dumb shit. Like, how does that go? Somebody dies. Like, it's not fun. And you might be somebody. Yeah. Um. So why, what's the point? Like, that's fucking dumb. And, yeah, I think I – think you've you've lessened the curve as much as you can yeah so as soon as things open back up you're going to see another spike but sure. it's 
is this a necessary evil probably at this yeah. point i don't i don't know i mean i uh the the big convention for the gaming industry gen con the biggest one in the united states uh gen con canceled and i you know two months from now you know after the the weekend of gen con has come and gone i wonder if people are going to think that uh, I, I wonder how much progress we will make in the reopening in the next couple of months if it will be seen as a mistake you know in retrospect to have canceled the event i think people are going to be excited to get back to real life for sure so i think people are going to be excited to spend their money and a bunch of people are making more money on unemployment and shit than they were working so I don't think they're going to be greedy with that money. I mean, obviously, this isn't a political show, but how does that happen? How is it that you make more money unemployed than you do at your job? So, okay, one, corporate greed. People don't want to pay their employees. You're you're such a – you're – oh, my God, you hate capitalism. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Not at all. That we 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 all heard your implication, Chris. I I think that companies have the best interest of the company at heart. Yes, and I think more so they need to have the interest of their employees at heart. Yes, um, I've said that on this show, and I've said that I'll say that yeah. a bajillion more times. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I believe that a hundred percent. So when you when you're laying your people off that you were only paying twelve dollars an hour or $10 an hour, whatever, they're going to get their $120 in unemployment, plus they're going to get their $600 grant check. Um, They're making more money. That's the fucking truth. They're making in one week what they were making in two weeks before. Okay? Uh, You know, after taxes, obviously. But that's... That's more money than a lot of these people have ever made in their lives. You're taking somebody and you're taking you're taking somebody that was basically impoverished or below uh, below the national average, which is fifty thousand dollars a year, and you're giving them a salary of fifty thousand dollars a year. That's a lot of fucking money for them. Most people aren't equipped to handle that. So then, what do they do? They spend frivolously with this money, and when they get back to real life, I think that'll be a check for them. <laughs> It'll be hard, but interesting. It's you know that's the reality. Yeah. If you don't know how to manage a little bit of money, you won't know how to manage a lot. That's why most people that win the lottery go bankrupt. Woo! Fun fact. Did you know that? I I had heard something like that. Yeah. I had a teacher in school that had won the lottery at one point. And she continued to teach, continued to do her thing. But she had a Ferrari at home. She had a bowling alley in her basement. And... She did it smart because she wasn't one of the people that went bankrupt. She had won the lottery, I guess, 10 years, 15 years before that and just never never had to worry about money again. But it's because she kept fucking doing her normal yeah, job. She behaved um, maturely. I, I yeah. put an add-on on the house and stuff like this. I bought a fucking Ferrari. Okay, good for you. Good on you. Most people are like, I'm going to buy a fucking mansion. I'm going to buy six cars. I'm not going to think about taxes or my electric bill because when you buy a mansion guess what your electric bill goes through the fucking roof what what's the electric bill for a retail store oh it depends i mean i mean depending on the size and they're, the, they're the time of the year i mean you're talking three four digits yeah so ten thousand dollars eight thousand dollars every fucking month you were ill prepared for that because to you an electric bill was two hundred dollars before right so no big deal for six months what happens after six months? Yeah. Because you pissed away your money on fucking a Lamborghini and a, you know, 
Dodge Viper, whatever, you fucked yourself. So like it makes sense. I see how it happens because right. fuck, I've been done with money. Yeah, I mean, so. I've got I've got a friend. I mean, my buddy Daniel, he's you know well to do, but uh, he's very responsible with his money. He does not squander. I mean, he's not. He's he's a he's an extremely generous person. He just does not sprint. He does not spend frivolously for the kind of money that he has. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, but the, how do rich people stay rich? They don't squander. They the, don't the, piss their money away. The wealth that they have. So you know. Well, I think that's a good word of wisdom. You know, the the one the one area where we're all equally wealthy is time. Oh yeah. So don't squander it. You can go to whowearsthepants.com and uh, whowearsthepantspodcast.com, not whowearsthepants, um, whowearsthepantspodcast.com. When I went to buy the domain for whowearsthepants, it was like they wanted, I think, $6,000 for it. And I was like, mm, you can suck my dick because yeah. I, I, I inquired about it thinking I'll spend 500 bucks on this. That's no yeah. big deal. Um, and then I had basically a realtor of domains reach out to me and he's like well they're asking this much for it what would you like to counter with and i was like go fuck yourself right i'm like i'm gonna insult you with my offer you're gonna tell me no you're gonna come back with five thousand dollars and there's still no way in hell i'm gonna right. do that or 40 or you know 4500 yeah. or 5500 whatever give you a thousand dollars for it exactly i'm yeah. like no man i'll fucking just put podcast on the end of it and you can go to our website there so who wears the pants podcast.com dot com you can uh listen to back episodes or you can find them on itunes or fucking google play or whatever you listen to your podcasts on we we do that we're pretty good at that and uh yeah that's all i got come over here and get my winner <laughs>